no wickets for the Indian bowlers, Wayne, but there were 16 wickets yesterday for the bowlers at Allen Border Field. Mm, yeah. 63 Victoria were knocked over for. Ray Phillips was there, who's part of the commentary team. He's with us now to tell us what happened yesterday and whether the pitch was a minefield or whether it was just bad batting. Hello, Ray. Morning, boys. How are you? We're good. Now, when you see 16 wickets fall, you think automatically that's a very spicy green pitch. We had one over here in Perth last week. Was it the pitch that contributed to the dismissals or the batters? Oh, six and one half dozen the other. I think that uh, when we turned up yesterday morning, the, the pitch did look pretty green. There's no doubt about it. But Peter Hanscom, and from what I understand, I think Queensland were keen to have a bat first as well because they don't, didn't want to bat last. But unfortunately, backfired for Peter Hanscom yesterday morning, and they, they were in dire straits. Uh, I think they got more than what they bargained for, actually, with 63. They probably should have been out for about 40, the way things were going. Both Michael Nisa and Mark Steckety, they've been on fire with the ball. Um, they took nine wickets between them yesterday. Uh, Xavier Butler took the other one, but that was basically inconsequential. But uh, Nisa and Steckety were just fantastic. They've, they've, they've taken almost 20 wickets each between them, um, uh, or 40 wickets each between them, in the space of four Shield games, or, four, or three and a bit, if you, if you like. So... Yeah, Peter Anscom, uh, they would have been very disappointed. Well, they were 8 for 47 at lunch. So they were really struggling. I just obviously contrasting dressing rooms. Uh, Queensland would have been cock a hoop and Victoria would have been down in the dumps. But look, the day ended a little bit better for Victoria because they have Queensland 6 for 130. Uh, Queensland didn't quite capitalise on dismissing Victoria for 63. They were numb for 39 at one stage, but then they lost. They lost five for thirty at uh, Queensland, so Michael Neese is not out thirty, so he's doing a bit with the with the bat as well. Following up a hundred, he, he scored a few weeks ago, and Grinder Sanders in with him as well. So, look, there were some good deliveries. Michael Neese bowled Travis Dean with an absolute ripper on the third ball of the day, and then we saw, saw this young Ash Chandra Singer come in, and he batted b- virtually throughout the innings. He was the last uh, player out for Victoria with a high score of sixteen. Right, the thing that we noticed about Nessa Nessa and uh, Steckity last week when they bowled here. Okay, they had the wicket that they needed and all that, but the the, the line and the length that they bowled and the, and the the patience and the discipline they had, um, it made it near impossible for a batsman to score. Is it was that a very similar in the way the way they went about it in this game? Absolutely, one yeah. Um, their line and length at the moment. It's nice and it's nice to hear you say line and length rather than areas. <laughs> <laughs> the new jargon that's being used nowadays. Um, yeah, Michael Nisa let the ball... It, it didn't swing all that much. It did a little bit off the deck. Um, and it's, it wasn't humid here yesterday either. It's a beautiful day here again today, and uh, there's no rain in sight. So Victoria really going to have to fight over the next few days. But, yeah, the, the line and length they bowled both Steckity and Nisa, they've really found their niche. Uh, they're bowling beautifully, both of them. And, you know, and some of the uh, the Victorian bowlers yesterday afternoon bowled OK as well. Scott Bowling, you know, picked up the one wicket. But uh, Cam McClure, he's picked up one. And Will Sutherland picked up a couple of wickets as well. So they've bowled reasonably well and they've got themselves, mm, you know, Queensland lead by 67. They've got themselves back in the game. So obviously their aim this morning is to knock the remainder of this Queensland innings over as soon as possible and limit the runs that are being scored. If Queensland can, you know, eke out another 30 or 40 runs and have a lead of between 100 and 120, that could be difficult for Victoria. 
what about the wicket? Will will it sort of maintain the movement that it's got, or is is it a grass covered, or was it moist in that as well yesterday? Well, even before a, a ball was bowled yesterday, uh, I was talking to Wade Second, the Queensland coach, Bulls coach, and cracks had appeared in the pitch already. Oh. So with the sun baking down on it all day yesterday, and again today you could only imagine that the cracks will get wider and become more difficult to bat on in the next day or two. So it could be a, an early finish again. You know, we've seen some very early... The first game that Queensland played against Tasmania up here in the first um, Marsh Cup-Sheffield Shield match finished inside three days. And this... Uh, I don't think it will go four days. It would be highly unlikely if it does. But sometimes teams can rally in their second innings. You know, they put their head down and... You'd like to think they can score more than 63. Ray Phillips is with us, a former first-class cricketer. He's part of the commentary team at the Allen Border Field for Queensland and Victoria's just outlined day one. A madcap day, 16 wickets and a lead of 67 already for Queensland heading into day number two. Ray, I'm interested in your perspective. A lot of talk about pitches in first-class cricket. Do you think pitches like these are, are good for the game? Are they offer too much assistance to the bowlers? How do we find that balance between bat and ball? Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? So in years gone by, you know, the bat seems to have dominated the ball, and you said, and people then say, well, you've got to prepare pitches to give bowlers a fair, fair uh, go at it as well. So when you do that, and you, as you said, you got 16 wickets fell uh, for 190 odd runs yesterday, you think, well, have we put too much? There was no juice in the track. It wasn't. It wasn't damp, and it wasn't. It wasn't juicy at all. Uh, they just bowled. Uh, did bowl a very good line and length, and there were some poor shots played. By the same taken by a couple of the Victorians. I mean, Will Sutherland played a shocker. Um, Marcus Harris went to turn one through mid-wicket and came, actually came off the back of the bat and just ballooned up to Marcus uh, to Marnus Labuschagne in the covers. So there were a couple of dismissals that uh, that were ill ill played. Uh, so I don't know what you do about the pitches, but uh, you don't want bat to dominate ball either, do you? So. Um, you know, there's got to be something in it for the bowlers, and certainly was yesterday. Ray, I want to ask you about a couple of players. First one's Michael Neeser. Um Is he nearly the best shield player around and, and deserves a chance at the top? We saw him last week, not only with the ball, but with the bat, the way he comes out with it. I, I just love the way he plays his cricket, and surely he deserves a bit of an opportunity at the next level. Yeah, well, as you know, he, he got a, an opportunity last year in the Test match in Adelaide, um, and he played. He bowled quite well, and same as I think Joe Richardson played in that in that Test match as well. But they went over to Victoria to play in the Boxing Day Test, and both of those players were left out. I understand Joe may have well had a, a slight uh, injury, but they picked um, uh, Holland. Uh, sorry, Boland, of course, Scott Boland, and. Uh, well, look what he did in the mm. Boxing Day mm. Test match last year. It was quite extraordinary. But you're quite right. Michael Neese has been up for a long time now for Queensland, and he's been in and around that Australian setup. Uh, obviously, they're travelling with um, uh, a, a lesser group of players this time round because of COVID's eased up a little bit. They used to travel with 18 or 19 players, but seven or eight players used to just sit around and just be uh, net players, basically. So they're better off playing shield cricket and the more cricket Michael gets under his belt, the better. And he certainly does deserve the opportunity to play uh, for Australia in Test match cricket, even one-day cricket for that matter. Um, but, you know, how long are Hazelwood, Stark and Cummins, or Pat Cummins as the captain, you know, how long are they going to uh, be playing for? Um, 
yeah, he certainly deserves to play a lot more test cricket than he's played just the one game. But Mark Steckerty deserves the opportunity as well. But I think there's a lot of a lot of good young fast bowlers around now. We also saw yesterday uh, uh, Cam McClure. He's about six foot seven. Uh, he charges in uh, and bowls really well. And you've, and you've, uh, you've got a number of players around the country that are putting their hand up. So we've got a lot of fast bowlers at the moment um, and a couple of good spinners going around um, and a couple of young, good young batsmen coming through as well. Where's Marnus at at the moment? Um, I watched him over here and he's... He just seemed to get himself into a bit of strife and he, he just doesn't yep. seem to be batting with the same authority. And even, again, the wickets have been there, but that hasn't worried him before. He, he, where, no. where do you see him? Yeah, he, well, he got a, a really, really good 100 up here against Tasmania in the first Shield game, 127. Uh, but since then, the runs have dried up. You know, he's a, a big thinker with the game, and he, I think he's a bit of a worry ward. I don't know Marnus uh, all that well. I've met him a couple of times, but um, even yesterday, he clearly nicked one, and he he wasn't game enough to look at the umpire. He turned, actually walked the square leg, and then, of course, the umpire gave him out, and he had to turn around and walk off. He, I mean, he does have a lot of idiosyncrasies, Marnus. You know, the way he leaves the ball. Uh, he's sort of playing himself a little bit on Steve Smith. I'm sure most people would agree with that, but um, yeah, I, I, he's really struggling, I think, at the moment because he's not scoring runs because he's had a lean, a fairly lean trot since that 100 up here against Tasmania. So uh, I'm, it, they may well get another opportunity in the second innings, but only time will tell to see how this uh, uh, game transpires. Ray, all eyeballs, I reckon, will be on the start of play today to see how a play transpires. A, a gripping opening day. The bowlers having their, their say over the batters. We'll see how day uh, two transpires. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks, Jake. Thanks, Wayne. Yeah, the, the weather's perfect. The weather finds track track pretty good here. So uh, I don't envisage uh, the carnies that was produced yesterday. Let's hope that it's another good contest between two strong cricketing states. Ray Phillips joining us, former first-class cricketer, started at New South Wales, but played most of his cricket uh, with Queensland, and uh, he's been in the media for a number of years. So thanks to Ray for joining us this morning to give us a, a feel for yesterday. All those wickets for you got to find out what's going on, Wayne. It wasn't quite a high commission. We had to give Ray a call to work out, hey, what's happening with this pit?